Welcome to Athletes Unfiltered. What the hell's going on here? I I literally told him I was like, you're in high school, and then he's like, no, I'm not in high school. Like you, you, you fucking idiot. You know? <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, geez, this kid, this guy's definitely not coming here now. <laughs> the podcast made by the athlete for the fans. Kind of the main difference is that we're just pouring our hearts and souls into the sport, and I know our guys want to win, and that's what what hurt in that moment. And what I had to kind of overcome and and come to the realization, you know, this is what I signed up for. Now, here are your hosts, Adrian Martinez and Jeff Ekstrom. Whether you are washing the dishes, having dinner, we don't know, whatever you want to do when you listen to podcasts, welcome in. Episode number six of Athletes Unfiltered. As always, Jeff Ekstrom along with Nebraska quarterback Adrian Martinez with you here. Adrian, how's it going, my man? It's going good. Um, really excited about this episode and the guests that we are lucky to have here diving into a new sport. Um, speaking of that sport, All-Star Game was recently on. Um, how about baseball, man? I feel like they're really doing a great job of pushing out some of these new superstars that are on the forefront here. Yeah, uh I mean, Shohei Otani, who's just taken MLB by storm, hitting 30 home runs, and they can throw it 100 miles an hour. Well, they, they say the guy, the guy doesn't even do batting practice. Yeah, which he, is insane to me. He, he pitches, he's a weekly starter, he's one of those guys, and he bats for him, 32 homers, he was in the home run derby, yeah. he was a leadoff hitter in the All-Star game, started the All-Star game, it's, it's hard to top a guy like that. Yeah. And it's hilarious, because he's a guy who can do everything, he's a superstar, and then like these cameras... Get him in the dugout just doing goofy stuff. Yeah. Like, there's one time he's just in the dugout trying to balance a ball on his forearm or something like that. What a dog. Just I like, mean, he – I imagine it's kind of hard for him to interact with yeah. his teammates, though, is is one thing. And I wonder how that goes if there's any type of barriers because he mm-hmm. does have an interpreter, too. Yeah. Yep. Right? Um, and I know that was a big topic with Stephen A. Smith, and he definitely uh, blundered that. But Yeah, that wasn't um, great. I feel like stuff like it's it's baseball, and I think that's what's so cool about it is that it's international. Yeah. I mean, you got guys coming from all over the world to come play the game in the best country, the best teams, and uh, it's a part of it. So I'm really, it's really a cool thing to watch a dude like that, a superstar, come to the forefront um, that is an international player and kind of bring it into a welcoming type of yeah. type of deal. And then you got you throw in Fernando Tatis in there as well. Yeah, and. That guy is fun to watch. And, I mean, yeah. there, there was a little bit uh, going on there about baseball and kind of the tradition and, and whether it's okay to celebrate and kind of be maybe a little flamboyant, if you will. And the guy's fully embraced it. Yeah. The guy's fully embraced it, and he's a stud. Uh, he's on the cover of be The Show, um, swaggiest guy out there. He's got the yeah. dreads. <laughs> I mean, hell, baseball's becoming cool, and yeah. I love to see it because growing up, I mean, Love to play ball. Yeah. Loved it. But there wasn't that aspect to the yeah. game. And I feel like the, it truly is yeah. here and here to stay. Yeah. I mean, baseball was always, in terms of watching it and bracing, it was always an afterthought compared to other sports. But now with these superstars coming in, it's like, hell yeah, I want to watch this guy. Yeah, no doubt. And I'm excited about it. So I think Pitt, have you heard about the pitch clock? Is that a yeah. thing that's being implemented on the MLB level? Because I, I think it's only in, it's in college a little bit, right? Yeah. And it's I. In, I know it's in some of the minor leagues, right? Something like that. I yeah, mean, I think. Do you, would you want to see that on an MLB scale? Yes, because there are some guys who just take ridiculous amount of time to mm. pitch. I know one guy who takes thirty seconds between each pitch. 
for a TV audience, that's tough. That's rough. Yeah, but I'm sure the guys probably wouldn't appreciate it, feeling rushed that way. So who knows where that's going to head, but it'd probably be a good move for TV and and that purpose. And I'm sure, honestly, that's where the game's headed. I mean, they already got, I think it's two-minute time limit now between innings. Okay. So they're already starting to shift. Um, But also you got, like, robot umpires coming into play soon. I don't think think that'll ever be a thing. (laughs) You you can't take the human element out of the game. And touching on that, the instant replay. I mean, in baseball, it, it can be brutal. It's like yeah. that in basketball, too. Um, football, it's almost a joke in the NFL when they review certain plays. Um, part of that just takes out the flow of the game, mm-hmm. and there's got to be a line to it. So I don't know if introducing robots is the path uh, <laughs> or just accepting that we're humans and that mistakes are going to yeah. be made. You can't really get every call right, and it's a part of the game. I feel like it always will be, and you accept that as a player. You don't want – the game to be decided by a ref, but you realize that, hey, they're going to make some calls, and that's the way the game goes. Yeah. Always pros and cons of certain things because, like, I'll say instant replay. It's, it's meant to, like, improve the calls and make sure things are right, but then you have situations where a guy's trying to steal a base and his foot comes off a millimeter for one second, and he's out when... Yeah, know, and, and big calls like that can make the difference yeah. in the game, and I totally understand that. Maybe throw it back to... I don't know if you remember this, but there was a Tigers pitcher back yep. in 09 maybe, and I, a famous ump. It was like Gararaga or something. Yeah, he's throwing like, a perfect game, and the yeah. guy made a terrible call, yeah. and that's that. Yeah. And that's a life-changing event for yeah. a guy. I mean, going from throwing a perfect game to not, I mean, all the things that come with that, your name's in history, and it's all gone because a guy yeah. messed up a call. And with replay, you get that back. So there's, you're right. There are pros and cons yeah. to it, and it's just tough. Um when it really disrupts the flow of the game, and sometimes they replay it and they don't even get it right. Yeah, um, which is really frustrating. It's almost like happens. a lose-lose situation. Yeah, and MLB implemented that really late too. I felt like they did. They were very late to change. Very late to change, which has become a common theme with them sometimes, which can be <laughs> <laughs> really, really frustrating. Yeah, <laughs> but frustrating. part and I get it because part of what makes baseball so great is the tradition, the yeah. pastime to it, and um, it's. I think it's just going to be about blending those things and. Yeah. It seems like they're finally getting around to doing it. You see some of these young guys embracing um, maybe the flamboyant nature mm-hmm. or just the, the energy. And yeah. it's exciting for TV audiences. And I'm telling you, if you haven't been to a baseball game, go to one. Yeah. MLB baseball games are just awesome. I mean, the ballparks, the atmosphere, it's, yeah. it's hard to beat. And I was fortunate enough to grow up around that and get to mm-hmm. go to a ton of games, a ton yeah. of Giants games. Um, I've been to every ballpark in California and uh, – the exception of the Coliseum in Oakland, because that's trash. I've actually been there. That place is trash. It's but, not great, but it, <laughs> but it really isn't. But it's a cool atmosphere because you have, like, all the fans there are, like, loyal. They're not, like, tourists coming through town who yeah, go to game. Yeah, I mean, game. all it's the like, 10,000 people that are there. Yeah, yeah they're, they have their reading glasses, taking their own stats and everything <laughs> like that. <laughs> the people taking the box score. Up yep, there. I want like, yep. to ask those people, why are you doing that? You know, like. Pull it up on ESPN on your phone. Yeah. Like, I don't, does it help you stay engaged? Is that your thing? Because I went to a Husker game. I went to the Nebraska-Michigan game, mm-hmm. and there were a couple old ladies in the outfield just doing the box score, just being troopers. And I'm like, man, <laughs> what are we doing? I guess it's just a thing. I, 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 I yeah, don't really I, understand it. No, I really don't either. Hmm. But you know what we do understand? We have two great guests coming up. We do, and they know a hell of a lot more than I do about baseball. We got Kyle Perry and Jackson Hallmark. Two very entertaining dudes who can 
toss the ball around and mash some homers. So, and they had a lot to say, and it was awesome. Yeah, I think you guys are really going to enjoy this one. Jax Hallmark, Kyle Perry, up next on Athletes Unfiltered. Don't go away. You are listening now to the main content of episode number six of Athletes Unfiltered. Jeff Ekstrom along with Adrian Martinez. And today, we have two baseball players. First time we're delving into another sport here in Athletes Unfiltered. We have one guy who can deal and another who can just rake. Oh, I love the description. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Nebraska baseball players Kyle Perry and Jackson Hallmark joining us here. Gentlemen, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. Now, I'm going to ask this first question. How happy were you guys when NC State beat Arkansas in that regional final? (laughs) You know, I kind of had mixed emotions because I thought it made us look better if Arkansas won. Dude, I think the same thing. I was like, you know what? I hated their fans. Awful. If any of them are listening right now, I did not appreciate anything y'all did. Y'all were awful. Tell them how you really feel. Actually, they were a really good fan base. It was a crazy part of huge. They they were bad to our parents, and that's kind of where I draw the line. Like, the whole Mojo thing, whatever, good fun. But I saw an Arkansas fan try to punch Mojo's dad. Oh, jeez. I saw our dads pushing, like, fans, like, out of our, like, circle after we beat them. And it was just like, you know. Nebraska people are nice, you know? We're not used to The exact opposite. Exact opposite. Yeah, Yeah, so so when, when 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 NC State did beat them, I was like, yeah, you know what? Good for them. And I thought NC State was the better team, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, when we played Arkansas, like, they were good. They could hit, but they couldn't pitch. Like, mm-hmm. they had one freak of nature named Kevin Cops. Yeah. Now the Golden Spikes player of the yeah. year. But yeah. other than that, they weren't deep. And NC State just exposed that because they were. Yeah. Mm. I like to take a little credit, or as a team, I like to, you know, give us a little credit that we wore them down for that super. Yeah. I, I mean, Cops wasn't as effective. I mean, yeah, they had to use them. They had I mean, to use cops for how many he innings did he pitch? But he had to pitch a lot more than yeah. he usually well, he would in super. He threw, I think, two in game one when they won. Yep. And then they lost game two, and he threw like one or two, like late. And then he started and threw eight plus innings. Yeah. As a as a reliever that had already thrown four. Yeah, don't get me yeah. wrong, he was nuts. And he threw three hundred pitches the weekend before. Yeah, he like, he was nuts. That's they just, were riding that guy. Oh yeah. my god! Big Until time. the wheels so fell that's off. That's the thing. And the, and the wheels fell off. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it wasn't even bad when the wheels fell off for them. It was you know what it was a. It was a one run game. It was one yeah, home run. Was, he, he left he gave up one a home cutter. Run. He gave up a home run. He had mm-hmm. one soggy cutter that didn't break as much as the other two hundred and eighty that he threw. <laughs> yeah, I saw him. I saw him on TV. They look disgusting. Oh, he's nasty. Is like you can, you don't even know if it's a slider or a cut, it's just spinning. It like looks it's the spinning, same. Moving, it's doing everything. Mm-hmm. Well, no, the crazy, crazy, I'm not even a hitter, but the crazy thing is like we watched film on him and I was like, all right, none of these guys are hitting it, but this pitch doesn't look that good. Yeah. And I was like, is the SEC just like not good? No, they're good. Yeah. <laughs> I got up there. I was the first guy that faced him. Great. Yeah, so I walk up there that. and I'm like I thought to myself, all right this is supposedly the best pitch in the NCAA. I'm going to take the first one and see what it looks like. And he threw it, and I was like, saw it go by, and I looked at the catcher, and like my eyes were wide open, and I looked at him, and he kind of grinned, and I was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> the ball didn't have laces, and like the way the baseball works, like four seam, you can see like the ball rotating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
slider, you can see the dot change up, you can see the dot going the other, no spin. It was a white ball. Wow. And then it just vanished. Yeah, it fell off. And from the dugout, you see, you see, you know, like, you can see break from the dugout, mm-hmm. but, like, you can't you can't see from the hitter's point of view. Definitely. So you're seeing this guy, and you're like, come on, like, hitters. Like, come on, guys, like, let's, you know, go. Like, like, let's, like, let's go. He's throwing, you know, his, his 92 is about his max that weekend, you know, for his fastball, but yeah. then he throws this other stuff that's 87 to 90, and it's just like, dude, it's nothing we haven't seen. But then, you, you know, you realize that this guy's legit after it's been mm-hmm. – after we're seeing him for the second time in the same weekend, and he's just still dicing us up, yeah, and he, like he like he had done the the whole you and know. You guys are no schmucks, you know. Yeah, okay, he's pretty good, explosive for sure. And he was just having his way with us. It was crazy. It was it was, it, it was cool to watch. It was yeah, it was cool to watch, but I didn't I didn't like didn't how he had to pay for it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it, was, it wasn't fun. It was and a, NC State almost won the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, they're a Don't damn good team, and that, we'll, we'll dive in that later. We'll dive in that later. <laughs> what, what were we going to say, Jeff? Well, I was like, that entire series with you guys in Arkansas, it felt more like a seven-game ALCS-type series atmosphere rather than a two-out-of-three yeah. series. Like, well, yeah, and you see, like, those pitching situations with yeah. cops and the bigs. Like, yeah. You don't see that at the mm-hmm. college level, so it was... Mm-hmm. It was just like bringing out their guy, yeah. you know, for another appearance. But it was in the matter of two days instead of a whole week. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I see how you're saying that. Yeah, no, that kind of like – it kind of leads into the fact that we had no business being there. We ran oh, through the Big shit. Ten. We won the Big Ten. With Let's a, go. I want to hear it. Entire weekend <laughs> left. It. <laughs> an entire weekend left. We ran through on the road and beat two of the better teams in the Big Ten four times. Locked up the Big Ten. And then we go and beat two out of three from the second best team in the Big Ten. Like – I'm not saying we should have hosted, which we should have, but there's you no shot but, in hell. I mean, we were the 32nd seed in the NCAA tournament. You guys should have gone to, like, Notre Dame. So, I mean, yeah, if anything. But you're looking at all those polls, and, man, we were in, the what, the top 20? Yeah, we were, like, the 17 majority some, of the polls, 19, so it's like, yeah. like the big ones. So, I mean, just mathematically, it just doesn't add up whatsoever. So, I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, beg for answers because NC State's not getting answers, and they got the shaft out of anybody in mm-hmm. the whole entire country when it comes to that stuff. So it's whatever. But, like, we went in there and competed, but at the same time, it's like Arkansas didn't have any business hosting someone like a, like us, you know. Oh, like, yeah, it was bad both ways. Yeah. yeah. And Their players were telling yeah. us that. Like and, that. and you know, we had no business being there as a as technically the 32 overall seed, which that just, it, like I said, mathematically, it doesn't add up It's whatsoever. bullshit. It's completely yeah. bullshit. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's bullshit. That's, that's the best way to put it. And you know it's bad? Like, we were thinking that, obviously, because, like, we felt like we were being disrespected, but mm. when we were playing Arkansas in the game two, I hit a single, and I'm at first base, and I'm talking to the first baseman, and he said, what the fuck are y'all doing here? <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? Like, it's a one-round game. He was like, no, why are y'all here? And I was like... You guys could have been hosting your own reason. That's what he yeah. said. He yeah. was like, y'all had like 8,000 people at y'all's stadium last weekend. Mm-hmm. And y'all ran through the Big Ten. He was like, there's no reason y'all should be here. No reason. Like, and if they were like, being smart about it. Yeah, like, <laughs> we would have brought fans to that thing. There's, like, financial reasons. The fact that the team was good, like, good enough to host a regional. It was complete bullshit so all around. Like, well, yeah. it's. I mean, you're, I get the, you know, we only played a Big Ten-only schedule. Okay, that's I mean solid yeah. reason. But they're going to punish. They're going to punish you for something you guys couldn't even control. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, all right, you know why we shouldn't? We still shouldn't be here. But if that's the only reason that we're here, and I mean, then you sit back and you look at it. Yeah, the you know the headlines were working itself out. You got you got Van Horn, Coach Van Horn of Arkansas, that coached Coach Bolt. Yeah. So it's like the, you know beautiful headlines and whatever. But we're you know 
we're we're at the other end of that expense. So it's just like yeah, and they are too, and they are too. Yeah, it's not as you know, yeah. just not they as were terribly. just as worried so to play us like, as we were to play yeah, them. Love yeah. that. So it's just like I mean, at the selection show, we were all sitting there and. Hell, I, I was barely paying attention, but then I heard the guy slip up when he announced Northeastern in the regional, and he said the coach of Nebraska, and it just kind of, I, I don't think anybody else caught that, but I was like, oh, you, like, don't. I didn't they, Like, because they're looking at their sheet, you know, yeah. on yeah. the broadcast. Like, they're looking at their sheet, and there's just no way he accidentally said Nebraska, mm-hmm. you know, instead of the Northeastern. So I was like, dude, there's just no way we're right under these guys, and sure as shit. Nebraska <laughs> is matching up with Northeastern in the first round. I couldn't freaking believe it, man. That was that was we kind of got get we kind of got done dirty though. Oh. So they had cameras pointed at us, and I was like, "This isn't going to end well." Like, because what if we go to a regional that we don't want to? We're like, "Ah, oh, what the hell?" Yeah. Well, I'm sitting front and center, and Arkansas pops up, and then we pop up right under it, and I was pissed, and I had this straight face, and everybody behind me is clapping, and I'm like locked into the screen, oh. pissed <laughs> off, and like dude behind dudes behind me are clapping, and I was just staring straight forward. Oh yeah, and I got blasted by Arkansas fans <laughs> on Twitter because it looked like I looked scared. I, I do piss. I mm. do have a great thing to address is who I don't know who the reporter was that put that little clip of us right after our, our team was announced and said long faces. Those weren't long faces, man. Those were those were, dude, those were pissed off dudes. Those were pissed off dudes. Like bunch of pissed off. Look at like they, literally, but it, like I mean, they long faces. When you think of long faces, you're thinking about you know some sad, sad, sad that just yeah. got his yeah. lunch pail taken from him. Yeah. But like no, that like the boys. We even talked about it before. Like regardless if we're matched up against you know whoever or Arkansas, you know we're gonna make you know the same reaction. It was a joke. We said like even if we're like matched up against Arkansas or like if we're somehow hosting yeah we were somebody else's regional. Yeah, like yeah. So whoever whoever did the long faces thing, we were not. Sad, like we expect to be there. Like we're not clapping and looking surprised. Like yeah. some of these, like you see, like teams that win their conference tournament that. That's the only reason they're going in, and like when they get announced, they're freaking out. Or like bubble teams that like didn't the know. NGITs. You, you knew you were going to be there. Yeah, we yeah. Knew, yeah. we knew we were there, and we knew we were at worst a two seed, a high two seed is what we thought, and yeah. like possibly a one seed. And so we're like, you know what? We expect whatever we get. Like, we're not going to clap, and then yeah. that happens, and it looks like we're just shook. And then you got like you know half <laughs> half you know a yeah, good chunk yeah. of yeah. surprise, like because because yeah. it wasn't like a clean cut. Like, hey, we're just going to be stern. It, it was just like you know talks among the team, like, hey, what should we do? And some said, you know. Let's clap regardless, and you know, let's be serious. And that it just got mixed up, and everybody's freaking surprised. But nope. I think I think most of the team was just like, you know, I think a good chunk of the team wasn't even paying freaking attention because they weren't expecting <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah, to yeah. The very regional, first so regional it was like, they announced. Yeah, so it was like, oh geez, oh wow, yeah. very yeah. first yeah. regional they announced. Well, because it's the number one, one seed. Yeah. They yeah. announced Arkansas is the one seed. They're playing Northwestern, and then Northeastern's the three seed, and they're playing Nebraska. Yeah. Tough. Long faces. Holy shit. All right, let's jump back a little bit and let's go through a little bit of your backstories. So let's talk about recruitment. What was both your guys' recruitment like? I know we talked a little bit pre-show about baseball and how it's kind of a, for lack of a better word, a clusterfuck. It's just a clusterfuck. You know? Great. It's, um, yeah, I'll let you guys talk about it. You know it better than I do. You want to go first? No, you can go first. You're so, simpler. yeah. No, my uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty clean cut. So I uh, – uh, after my sophomore year, did, had a pretty good summer. Got recruited here. Went on my first visit. My first visit was here. Took one look around. I really didn't know, you know, shit from apple butter when it came to, you know, <laughs> you know, when, when it came to the whole recruiting process. I was just, you know, a kid, all, you know, all bushy-tailed and happy. But like, I was, you know, walking around, did my 
did the thing and I didn't know I didn't know how it went so did the whole visit went around campus met with everybody and then you know I get into coach Erstad um his office and he offers me up and I'm like who doesn't who wouldn't want to you know be here yeah. mm-hmm. and uh so I said I looked at my parents in the office and said yeah let's do it and Coach Erstad was looking at me like I had 10 eyes like like that like that's it that's Easy, all I had to do yeah. and so, so yeah I was like yeah were you big Nebraska fans growing no, up? I mean, I was like this honestly. Where you wanted to go? Honestly, I remember when they went to the CWS in 05. Mm-hmm. and like cool, like awesome. That's Nebraska. That's their home state. But I wasn't like you know, I wasn't a fanboy. I never really was a fanboy of you know Nebraska baseball. I just was always supporting it. Like I was for you sure. know, if they were on TV, I was going to root for them. Yeah, but I wasn't you know glued to the TV every time they played. Well, yeah, that like, sort of thing. Like. I think 2017 is really when they started yeah. to get more popular. But before yeah. that, like, it was kind of a weird era. It, it was. It was. But so, I mean, I really didn't pay much attention to hell. I don't even, uh. like, even growing up, I don't, you know, I, I'm not glued to any specific team in any league. You know, NFL, NBA, I'm not, you know, I'm not a fanboy of really anybody. But Nebraska, I guess, would be the closest thing to it. But I still wasn't, you know, that crazy about it. So when I got it, I just didn't know any better. I was like... This is where I want to be, and that's I don't. Right. I don't know. I don't know any yeah. better about the recruiting process. So, like, sign me up. Oh yeah. So that's pretty much how it sorted itself out, and now I'm here, talking to you guys. But yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, it, it was it was pretty clean cut, honestly. Yeah. It was I mean, good though. And yeah, I mean, it was kind of, I guess, not highly publicized, but I mean, people followed closely with that because I mean, mm-hmm. you just. Like, but just dominated high school baseball here in right. Nebraska. Like, yeah, it wasn't competition. Yeah, I mean, pitched. and a little Millard South, right? Yes, yeah. sir. Millard yes, South sir. Action, you know, you know about it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was. I didn't really realize how you know how crazy Nebraska fans are. Yeah, I, I and I mean, I feel like crazy could be insulting, so don't take that seriously, Husker fans. How but passionate like it, like, they are. Yeah, very passionate. You know, um, but like when I committed, it was like you know. You know, everyone is celebrating and stuff and, you know, giving you so much love on Twitter. You get all these followers. You should know. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, but, it, you know, you didn't you didn't realize it until it happened. They were really, you know, fired up about it. So it was cool. Mm-hmm. Really neat experience, though. No regrets. What about you, Jackson? Mine was a little different. So uh, I'm not from here. I'm from Texas. I'm from uh, kind of a small town for Texas in West Texas. I'm like an hour and a half from Lubbock. Okay. So I grew up a Longhorn fan. And did not like Nebraska. Naturally. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it wasn't like a like I didn't dislike him. The only time I ever thought about him was, like, the Big 12 championship game where there was a second left on the clock. Oh, no. Sure, 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 what are we Husker saying? Fans. What sure, are we sure saying? there was. Sure there was. There that's was criminal. a second that's, left. That's criminal. That's, that's criminal. That is but, criminal. But uh, I really wanted to go there or I wanted to go to TCU, and those were, like, my two big schools. And uh, I was balling out my junior year summer. And half of my team was already committed to, like, where they wanted to go. Mm-hmm. I was playing really good. And I was playing in front of these two schools. And, like, I was playing in front of other Texas schools. None of Not even a text. Not even a come, like, walk on. Nothing. Wow. So I was thinking, like, man, like, I guess I'm going to New Mexico because those were my only two offers, mm-hmm. UNM and New Mexico State. And uh, I, got, I got really lucky. One of our old teammates here, Bo Vlesi, was committed mm-hmm. here. His dad played here way back in the day. And he had already committed, like, as, like, a freshman or sophomore in high school. Wow. And our recruiting coordinator at the time came and watched him play in Vegas for three games. And I just had, like, the three best games of my entire <laughs> life. And so now I got Nebraska, like, calling me, saying, like, hey, we want you to come on a visit. I'm like, Nebraska? What conference <laughs> is that in? <laughs> and then uh, I, I came up here, and I didn't really know what to expect. I wasn't, like, super excited about it. But I met mm-hmm. Erstad, and 
oh my god that it literally i, I met her change your mind and i was like i'm in mm. this dude was just fiery he was like dropping fuck bombs like while he was talking to me he was like i love i love to win like i hate losing like i want to i want to play and i want to win and i think you can help me do that mm. and i was like i'm in where do i sign and he was like what and he was i was like yeah no i'm in i want to be a husker and he was like you don't want to like talk to your dad my dad wasn't here and i was like no i'm good let's go <laughs> you must have that effect yeah making yeah. things a lot easier yeah, yeah. yeah. sold He's, you like, like that I, yeah i knew who he was i knew he was sweet i knew he was high draft pick yeah the almost whole bit. like just a, a dude mm. but like meeting him and like shaking his hand very intimidating figure for oh, sure i was crazy like, yeah no i want to play for you and that was all it took for me i'm gonna go back one second on the you remember when i was are you done yeah, no, I'm cool. <laughs> cool. The what what I was saying about the fanboying with anybody else. Mm-hmm. I will say this: I fanboyed for Nebraska football. For that was if if I did fanboy for anything, it was Nebraska football growing mm-hmm. up. Because I remember in 2011 we came down for a game against Ohio State. This this might ring a couple bells. So this was the game they were. I, gosh, I I don't even know how to recite it. Really, they're just getting their asses kicked mm-hmm. at halftime. Oh, the I'm looking game? at my it's yes, just, yeah, yes. Yeah. Burkhead was on that team, right? Oh, yeah. I, I quit watching I, at halftime. I was looking at my dad, and I was 11 years old. You know, I was crying. I was freaking crying at a football game. So it does make sense how passionate Husker fans are, because I was freaking crying, you know. But whatever. So I look at my dad, and I'm like, Hey, let's go home. You know, like I'm I've had it with this. Let's go home. I'm not watching the Huskers get their ass kicked. You know, on their home turf. Let's be the traffic. Whatever. You know. And so I. Uh, beat the traffic. And so my, da- my dad was like, no, I paid a shit ton of money for these tickets. We're going to sit here and watch the damn game. So I'm sitting there, and, you know, and it turns around, and Rex just – Rex Burkhead. God, that was like – I've got a chance to meet that guy, and he's just a stand-up dude. Oh, I bet. As I humble bet. as it gets. I bet. But and when he talks, you know, you, you fucking listen. That guy that was a bad motherfucker, too. Yeah, no doubt. He was – He's still mm, in the league. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah, he's crazy. But, I mean, we were sitting there, and they make that comeback, and that was probably one of my earliest Husker moments that I can still, you know – recite back to so to go back to that that, that's 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 big yeah i quit i quit watching that at halftime i actually went i went my room to play ncaa football 14 and like play the game game. yeah (laughs) hey don't listen to him he said he's not a fanboy his freshman year we were having a gathering at our house and two volleyball players walk in (laughs) lauren stiverens and lexi sun and i'm having a conversation shout out guys I shout apologize. Out, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> and Kyle Perry comes running through my living room and is like hyperventilating. He's like, oh my God. Oh my God, y'all are here. And you're like, who is this guy? And I said, I'm so sorry. This is one of our yeah. freshmen. And he was like, he tried, he grabbed both their hands. He was like, I'm Kyle Perry. Like, it's I'm a huge fan. That's so far. It's so cool to meet y'all. And they're like, okay. I'm kind of pissed you remember that. That's that's And, that's he, and, he, and I was like, Kyle, like, you can like go on and i was like i am so sorry i apologize but I'm, i am so sorry he's a freshman like he's new he's from here that's a rough look right there i mean so when, he said he, when he said he didn't fanboy over nebraska yeah, that, athletics right, don't believe right. him add that on nebraska volleyball i was there a go. Big, big fan especially <laughs> in 2017 that was lit that was oh that was electric goodness. stuff but and those two are like very 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 dominant females yeah and they're tall very good. and they stand out when you're at a, a gathering as you a said gathering. i mean they're yeah. There, there was KP. Hey, just running just up. Running yeah. up. <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute studs, dude. Absolute studs. So shout out, you guys. Shout out. All <laughs> right, so let's let's talk about the season. I know we touched on Arkansas a little bit, but there's a lot to be like happy about. You oh, know, yeah. when your season came to an end, were you looking back at, man, we won the Big Ten championship. We we did that. You know, we had a hell of a year. Is that what your expectation was at the beginning of the year? 
Or was it kind of like, man, we got in a roll. This is just to go be with completely it. honest with you. Yeah, it was like mm. we set out at the very beginning of the year and we lost our very first game to a bad Purdue team. And we like we met as a team after and he was like he was trying to like not get mad because like we had a long season ahead of us. But it was like kind of like, hey, figure it out. Bolt. I'm just, yeah. yeah. No. Bolt. And he was like, if we're going to get where we're, where we expect to go, like we got to do like we got to play and win these games it's like oh whatever we break out we're going back and i'm talking to dudes and i was like we're the best team in the big 10 what are we doing like mm. why why are we playing like this mm. and some somebody was like did we play like the best team in the big 10 today i said no but i bet we will tomorrow and then we came out the next day and just beat the brakes off of them twice that's sick and then it was just like ev- from that day on it was just like yeah no we are the best team we played that way. Like, I mean, if you, you had that mindset. Play, if you yeah. watched us play, like, we played like some cocky motherfuckers. I mean, that's half the battle, though. Yeah, it really no, like, is. It, the game of baseball is so mental. Mm. If you don't believe you're the baddest dude on the field every time you walk on, you're screwed. You're getting dominated. Every mm. single that's time. Right. You could be the worst player on the field, and if you convince yourself that you're Mike Trout, pretty good chance you're going to have a good day. Yeah. yeah. And, like, we did that the entire season. Yeah. No, I had a lot of observing to do. Yeah, I, you, you so didn't like, get to play until so, the yeah. end of the year. Yeah, so I mean, like in the whole, like it really things for me started in the fall because I had no clue what this team was going to be about. I know we had some dudes that were coming back and whatever. Um, but in the fall, so I, you know, I was sitting there with my sling on or whatever, watching practices every week. Umpiring, and doing umpiring. Fantastic I did, I did, job. I did do some You're an umpiring. Umpire. Okay, I did do a little bit of that, dabbled in that category. But it was, um, no, I like so I, you know, I was watching the boys a lot, and I, you know, I. Some days I'd be like, you know, damn, we're good. Like, you know, this is actually a legit team. Because, I mean, I was a part of a pretty solid team my freshman year. Our sophomore year, a little different, too. But, like, th- this year, was, yeah, I mean, and but I didn't, you know, as a freshman, things are moving so fast. You have no time to sit there and look at your guys and observe a little bit. So, observing that whole fall. Yeah. And, like, knowing, like, coming into the spring, like, we got some freaking dudes. And then we showed it in the spring. Obviously, you said that first series started off a little slow, but. You know, that's literally what we expected, especially after hearing about the uh, about the All Big Ten schedule. The message Coach Bolt sent us was literally the only way we're going to get to where we want to be is if we win the whole damn thing. That's the only that way was, we that was sure. that's the only path because yeah. like RPI is so big in college baseball. I don't know how the hell. I don't works. even know how it's calculated. You beat, yeah, you beat good teams, your RPI goes up. You lose to good teams, it doesn't goes down as much. You lose to bad teams, it. Drops, yeah, plummets off the table. That's pretty. So much it's like normal so, grades. It's it's easy. Sure, it's hard to get them sure. up. It's yeah, easy sure. to and just the thing lose is, it. Like yeah. you play a non-conference like beginning of the season schedule, and you're playing like in years past. We beat Texas Tech. We took two out of three on the road in Waco. Yeah, that's we huge. Beat in Arizona State. Like that's RPI boosters. Like that. Like that helps like push you straight into the tournament, even if you're the third place team. Yeah, in the Big Ten. But with none of that, we all started with. Dog shit RPIs because the Big Ten gets no love in baseball. Yeah. And so dog shit's playing dog shit according to RPI. It's all going to stay yeah. bad. And so, like. Had to battle your way to yeah, the Yeah, it was like, hey, you want to make the tournament? You got to get the automatic bid. And we we're like, all right, cool. Like, that's what we planned on doing anyway. So mm. let's do it. So that meeting we had when we found out that our season was all Big Ten, after we walked out of that meeting, everyone was, you know, everyone was kind of, I wouldn't necessarily say in the dumps, but like, you know, the guys were kind of pissed off. Is that yeah. a good way to put it? Very good way to put yeah. it. Yeah. So we were all, you know, pretty pissed off. We walked out of there with a the chip on our shoulders, that sort of thing. I can't remember who I told it to, but I remember when we were walking out, I said, you know, 
might as well win the fucking thing, you know? Like, <laughs> I say, you know, word for word. But, like, that was, I mean, you got a major it. league. Yeah. yeah. Literally. All time movie, right? Yeah. There. Seriously. Shout out, major league. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out, Ricky Vaughn. <laughs> um, seri- but seriously, though, I mean, it's so we, you know, we got a tough, a tough hand there, but the boys dealt with it pretty freaking good. Yeah, you know, we we were dealt a lot of tough hands this no year. No doubt, dude. You guys we, delivered. We yeah. had a, we had a, and I think it, it might have started with Banjoff. I don't know if it was somebody else, but just always kept saying, like, don't care. <laughs> don't, like, <laughs> so, like, something happened, don't care. And then, like, I think it was week two or three, it was just like, we kind of just adapted that as like a team, and it just turned mm. into everything. Like, yeah. Oh, all Big Ten don't care. Like, dude, little things like that team. go so far. Yeah, dude, so far like, for yeah. team around, just where you guys are at headspace. Yeah, yeah. no, I said our like our mentality was like always just like, don't care. Like, you're playing fantastic, don't care. You got to keep playing. Like, you're playing mm. awful, don't care. You're tired, Let's sore, ball out. Yeah, ready to go home, don't care. I might have to use that. Just, I might have to, dude. You, like, it's real. just like you one got COVID? foot in front of the other. You got COVID. <laughs> Out of our team. You got COVID. Don't care. Yeah. <laughs> don't care. You got to start running. Get going. We don't mean that NC State. We care. Oh. <laughs> we care. But what's interesting, you talk about, like, in your own, within your team circle, you guys are like, yeah, we're going to win. We're, we're really good. We're going to win. And about, it seemed like you guys were about the only ones who thought that because outside in terms of media and everything else, they didn't really know because 2019 – was an eh year, and then 2020, 7 and 8, and before the season cut short. So really, it's weird because the expectations, I don't think, were very high. You know, people just didn't know. That's why I don't like shit on paper. <laughs> I don't like it. There, there, a are a lot, there, are a lot, there are a lot of things that go into a team, especially a yeah. baseball team, and it goes with football too. Yeah. You've got so many freaking dudes, yeah. right? So, like, you can't go say, you know, like, Two of these really projectable dudes are going to make this team amazing, and I don't know how many, however many teams you know had pretty good you know dudes on their team, but didn't pan out as a team. Mm. Like there are a lot of things you have amongst a team that you don't see on paper, and and a lot of those things you know don't help you out if you're doing preseason predictions. You yeah. know with who's yeah. going to win the Big Ten. And there's no way of them knowing that. Like right. the little the don't care stuff or yeah, the way. Right. I mean, even you guys are kind of downplaying it, but the way you reacted after that first game was like a, a prediction of how the rest of your season was going to yeah, go. Yeah, it was a game changer. It was like you guys were pissed off, you knew where you should have been, and you, like, just all of you yep. went towards it. I mean, yep. you could have reacted a different way, and it could have went south. Yeah. But it didn't. Like, that's not a slight thing. Like, that's a, that's a big it's huge. thing. And that's things that we haven't been able to do as a program in the past. My freshman year here, the best way to, like, put it, we were fucking awful at baseball. <laughs> so <laughs> bad. Like, mm. we, we thought that, like, Urstad might get fired bad. Yeah. Didn't know he was going to retire the year after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, we thought he was going to get fired, and it was like, oh, man, like, we got to start playing good so Coach doesn't get fired. It wasn't a, like, we didn't have three or four dudes stand up and say, like, what we're doing is wrong. It's not working. Like, we got to change it. Like, whatever mm. it is that we're doing wrong, we got to change. We didn't have that. Yeah. And that was one thing that, like, we kind of had his freshman year, my sophomore year. We didn't have it last year, but we did have it this year. Which, honestly, COVID might have saved us because two of our captains ended up coming back for an extra year. Mm-hmm. Huge. And having that much experience coming back and, like, the ability to, like, lean on a player instead of a coach to, like, guide you. That's one thing Coach Bolt always said. He said, good teams are coach-led, but great teams are player-led. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can say with the utmost certainty that this team was player-led. Like, mm-hmm. everything that we did mentality-wise was, was not really – 
it was kind of influenced by the coaches, but like it was enforced by the players. Yeah, like you somebody, guys like fully embraced yeah. that. Shit. Yeah, and like oh, yeah. if somebody was out of line, it wasn't the coaches that went and got him; it was a player that yeah. went and got him. Like, hey, clean it the fuck up. Like upstairs, figure it out. Like, you're not here mentally. Figure it out. You never had the opportunity of going straight internal because you had somebody in your ear before you even had the opportunity to do that. So, like you're saying, I mean, that's huge. And, it, you know, it means a, a whole, you know, a hell of a lot more when it comes from a player. I wouldn't say that, you know, you, yeah. you take it with a grain of salt if a coach gets into you. Yeah. But coming it's from a player. It's almost expected, but like a peer-to-peer exactly, type yeah. of somebody on the exact same level like, is coming and telling you, yeah. like, what you're doing is wrong or, like, what you're doing is fantastic. Like, it's not going unnoticed. Like, little things mm. like that just, like, it makes the yeah. wheels turn. One of your boys that you're hanging out with all the time, you know, you just have, you know, bullshit conversations all the time. But if he comes and says, you know, comes to you and says something, you know, serious, whether he's ripping into you or giving you props, that means so much more than, you know, maybe a coach that you expect. A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. Touching on that a little bit about experience coming back. You thinking about coming back next year, Jackson? <laughs> what, what's the deal with that? You know, I know you're kind of undecided, I guess. You know, I'm in a weird spot. If you'd asked me a week ago if I was coming back, I would have said hell no because I thought I was getting drafted. Mm. And I thought I put myself in a pretty good spot to get drafted, but yeah, I'd say so. The tra- <laughs> to say the least, <laughs> betting yeah. three forty puts you in a pretty good spot. And I, I had ten that. home runs this yeah. year. I had I think five home runs my t- entire career mm. before this year, mm. and then I hit ten this year. I thought that was the boost that I needed, but you know the cards didn't fall where I wanted them to, and I th- there's a chance that I could free agent sign, but I'd say it's fifty fifty for mm-hmm. everybody that's listening right now. I could be back. I might not. I'd love to be back. But so I'd also love to get paid to play know? baseball. Yeah. So yeah. what's what's the deal breaker <laughs> for you? Is it got a, is it, you know, ideal team? Like you're looking at a situation, or is it a a, a money number you're looking at? It's like, not a money number. I can it's say not a money that. Number. Okay. I'm, I'm pissed off right now. That's okay. Naturally. The easiest way to explain is I'm pissed off. Yeah. I deserve to be picked up. Mm. I wasn't, and so I'm trying to figure out which way is the way that I can bet on myself. Mm-hmm. If is betting on myself coming back to college. And then trying to have an insane year where it's just unfathomably like impossible for a team not to pick me up. They next can't year. ignore you. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just like, do I have to come back and be Kevin Cops, who was twenty three this year, mm. craziest college baseball season in the last I don't even know how many years, picked up in the third round? Nuts. Like, do I bet on myself to do that, or do I bet on myself to risk it? And if a team does call me to free agent sign, even if it's an awful situation, do I just throw myself in there? Mm. 100% like I believe in myself like the odds aren't very good if you're undrafted to make it to the show yeah and like I'm trying to figure out which one is me betting on myself and which one is just like not the way to go yeah it would be forcing it yeah like I'm, I'm thinking about it, it I'm but... praying about it I'm trying to figure it out and to be completely honest with you I have no clue what I'm going to be doing <laughs> this time next week much less yeah. <laughs> next season yeah you know? like yeah, I have and that's no all clue. right though I mean some yeah. of it's just out of your control for yeah, the time like, being and like it'll work itself out like right now I am working out I'm hitting I'm throwing and I'm living in Kyle Perry's basement for free <laughs> <laughs> like, like I don't know what I'm doing right now I don't know what I'm going to be doing tomorrow and mm-hmm. I definitely don't know like next season what I'm going to be doing shit I had some suspension. Sorry, Husker fans, if you were hoping that I was going to say what I'm yeah. doing. I'm personally no hoping for it, but, you know, we'll see what happens. If the boy goes, i got to respect it. Chasing his dream. I'm right there with you, man. Hey, it's a win-win, regardless. It is Comes a win-win. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's, and that's the thing. Is you're like, going to be playing ball. You're going to be playing ball. I'm pissed off, but, like, I'm not sad. Because, like, here's the thing. Like, either 
a team does call me and they do offer me like a good opportunity to go play professional baseball, I'm playing baseball. Or if not, I get to come back to the place that I love more than anything. Mm. Like I get to come back to the University of Nebraska. I get to play for a coaching staff that I love with dudes that I love. Like it's hard to beat that. Yeah, it like really I'm is, like yeah. I'm I'm in a hell of a safe spot, even though it's not. a weird spot yeah. that mm. I don't like being in. I'm in a hell of a spot. If you'd have told me four or five years ago when I was a high school kid not knowing where I was going to school, that this is where I'd be in five years, I'd be like, hell yeah. Mm. I'll take that. Dude, it, it's great to put things in perspective that way. It is. Because people, like, I don't know, take my story, for example, whatever, like, all I'd ever dreamed about was playing Power 5 football, being the starting quarterback, whatever, and I almost became ungrateful for where I was at because I wasn't doing mm-hmm. what my new expectation was. Mm-hmm. I mean, man, if you'd have told me two years from now – Three years from now when I was begging for offers, like, doing everything I could just to get to that level, like, I was at where I'm, I'm at today, man, there's a lot to be but I, thankful for. Yeah, but I like that, though, because if you don't hold yourself to a high standard mm-hmm. or expect the just, you know, that much out of you, definitely, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to get anywhere. It's just how mm-hmm. it goes because, you know, the you great ones, that, you got to, yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Definitely. If you're here, go higher, go mm-hmm. higher. You know, it's, it's how it is. Keep you climbing keep up that it. mountain, and there's no telling where the top of that mountain is, but you just keep climbing, hoping that maybe one day you get to that top of the mountain. Yeah, yeah Miley Cyrus. Beautiful, man. Shout out, Miley. Hey, shout My out, girl. Miley. Maybe she's listening. Dude, what was that about? I think I saw that on Twitter, right? So, Didn't you say something? I th- well, yeah. so like uh, some Ar- so <laughs> He's Arkansas fans, of course. Yeah, I really hope Miley's listening. Um, an Arkansas fan like went this, – this goes to show you how batshit crazy Arkansas fans are, I swear. <laughs> These uh, so this dude, this Arkansas fan, uh, went all the way down when when I got announced the starter of that game two in the regional. Went down all the way to tweets from 2014 when I was 14 years old, and I guess I tweeted, "Miley Cyrus is still hot." I think it was after <laughs> I think it was after her Grammy Which performance. Was it, was it the wrecking right. ball one? I think, yeah, yeah, it, it was probably one. The, it was. had iconic. to be the one. KP with, was down bad either, on Twitter. I, yeah, <laughs> I was. I was exposed, but uh. You know, I think it was probably after her little, you know, scandalous performance with Robin Thicke or whatever happened oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, I was supporting the girl Miley. You know, you're still hot, letting her know. And uh, <laughs> and uh, some dude dug down deep and quoted the tweet and said, you know, we can't lose this guy. So what let once, this kid beat us. Right. What, once he lost that guy, I had to, you know, Clap go. Back, yeah, naturally. I had to, you know, because yeah. I didn't – I saw it before the game, but I was like, that's, you know, that's pretty funny. Yeah. But, like, I waited till he beat him, and then, you know, the next day I quoted it and – and I don't, I can't remember what I said, but it was something about you, you know, about Miley or whatever. And so, <laughs> it was something about me getting flamed. That's what it was. But me yeah. getting flamed. But didn't Miley like? Yeah, post no. Something so right on after, or like something? right after that, a bunch of like our local reporters were like saying like we stand like KP and we stand Miley like yeah we love it like you can't you can't shit on KP for loving Miley Cyrus. And then like I'm fl- I'm rolling through Twitter right before we get on the bus and I'm like, what? <laughs> and she's posing in front of a bus that has big red on it it's a big red bus dude come on that's not a coincidence yeah, no, they, they, it can't, can't, can't something probably is but it can't and so i mean <laughs> i went i went back to the uh to the analytics of the tweet because you know for me i was a pretty solid like tweet so i went back to the analytics <laughs> to see you know to, to. right to see like how many people saw this yeah. Thing, yeah. right and it said you know three hundred thousand so you got a quarter of a million people looking at this and you're telling me that miley cyrus didn't you know scroll one time just one time <laughs> over the damn tweet and was like, you know what? Props to the boy when he was 14 shouting shouting me out. She was like, yeah, I did. He's been a day let's one. go, let's go support the one. big red in front of a freaking bus while they make this run. So, I mean, 
coincidence? I don't know. I, it's up for debate. But I tell you what, had we have won that game, no doubt in my mind that Miley Cyrus posted that picture for us. But Damn we it. didn't, so mm. maybe it wasn't. We're gonna ignore I feel that. Like you We're gonna say it was on purpose. It. I feel like you can't lose if it was real. <laughs> But, but man, it was sweet. It was sweet reading the tweets before I went out. Well, before I went like, out and pitched, it was sick. The comments were like, "Oh my god, KP's got a chance at Miley Cyrus." Like, <laughs> we were all like, "Dude, there's no way Miley, Miley Cyrus shooting her shot." KP, dude, she's no, coming down to the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's freaking cool though. Pretty what, sweet. What about the other Twitter saga with Mojo, Mojo Haggy? And all right, take it away. That was okay. a seemed like a take rat. Take away, cowboy. Mm. So this is a weird situation. Like, props to their fans because they made this story up and they ran with it they did a really fucking good job (laughs) yeah i will give them that so we're playing game two so game one against arkansas we end up getting beat but mojo runs out there mojo's not the tallest guy and so and he's in left Uh field right next to their inbred hog pen sorry if you're from arkansas (laughs) and they're just giving it to him and mojo did an awful job because he was locked in straight forward he never turned around. He never acknowledged them. Mm. And so they were just like, they knew they were in his head. And so they just kept giving it to him and giving it to him and giving it to him. He just kept taking it. Well, in the first inning, they, they tried to give it to me. They did the, their little Hallmark sucks, Hallmark sucks chant. Yeah. And I turned around and I put my hand to my ear. Mm. And then I like inched closer and then I like did a hand motion telling them, like, hey, get louder. And then one guy yelled at me like, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> and it, messed up, it messed up their entire like, Jacked their flow up. Yeah, yeah, they messed it all up. And so they were like, ah, oh, whatever. And then another fan yelled at me like in the fourth inning because they didn't, they weren't giving anything to me. And they said, you're from Midland, Texas. I know you. You're a Longhorn fan. You're a Longhorn reject. And everybody's like, oh. And I started walking closer. I was like, you're fucking right. If Texas called me in high school, I'd have been there in a heartbeat. And they were like, you could tell they were just like kind of stunned. And they were just like, oh, whatever. We're going to go back to yeah. And like, they, he just kept, they kept ripping into him and ripping into him and ripping into him. Well, the next day we're playing NJIT, which they just adopted as their little brother. Naturally. We're beating the brakes off of this team. Yeah, that was like the 18 to Yeah, yeah no, they're yeah. throwing out pitchers that are like their number two dude. And we're putting, we hit like seven home runs that day. Like, we're just mashing base. And that was like a close game early, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, it was. Yeah. Like, first few like innings, it was like, oh, where it was like, dang. oh my God, like, we're thinking about Arkansas. We're about to lose to NJIT because we're thinking about Arkansas. Wow. <laughs> and then it was just like a, we, we flipped the switch like For we sure. always do on offense and then just beat the brakes off, off of them. Well, so they start chirping Mojo. There's like maybe 200 Hog fans in the outfield. They're watching NJIT. And uh, they start chirping Mojo. And Mojo's getting ballsy because we're winning by like 10 runs now. Yeah. And he's turning around. He's laughing at him, whatever. And one lady, just one random lady, Mojo's facing forward. And she says, did you just flip me off? <laughs> no. And I heard it. And I looked Dude. over at Mojo. And Mojo's looking forward. And he just kind of like confused look, turned around and looked at her. And she just starts screaming, he just flipped me off. He just flipped me off. That shit crazy. And so I drop back into the dugout. And I'm like, Mojo, did you just flip that lady off? It's broad daylight. Like, what are you doing? And he's like, no. And so, like, they put that on Twitter. Like, one lady. And she had, like, 40 followers. And so we're like, there's no way that this is, like, going to get anything. We're sitting in their track facility eating food, like, just, like, trying to calm down. Mm. And then we see that, like, one person commented on it and said, no, he wasn't flipping the girl off. He was flipping off the NJIT bullpen. (laughs) NJIT bullpen was in right field, and he's in left field, and the lady's behind him. Well, I guess the right person saw it and retweeted it. 
because like we stopped looking and then 30 minutes later i looked up mojo haggy on twitter and he was just getting flamed yeah he was getting <laughs> flamed, flamed for I, like, sure and like i will say there was like some good ones like there were some good tweets i i i, I can't <laughs> think of it off like the top of my head but there was one it was like mojo haggy can lick my baggy or something <laughs> <laughs> and like i was like seeing this and i was like oh man like mojo is going to wear it that night oh yeah he oh. was get, he was getting more pressed yeah. that day than he ever has well, so yeah, like, and, and he and like when he, they called our names for the lineup <laughs> 15,000 hog fans in unison. Boom! <laughs> it sounded so cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so cool. if I'm Mojo, I'm like, let's go. Well, yeah. like at that point, I, we, we, had like, we had already decided, we were like, we're just, we'll just be the villain. Like, we were oh, sitting yeah. there talking, we are like, Love we'll just that. be the villain. Like, if they want us to make us out as a villain, we'll be the villain. That's fine with us. Mm. Oh, it was sick. It was sick. I mean, like, for Mojo, I don't, I haven't really talked to him about the whole situation, but yeah. I mean, I'm sure he didn't. I mean, Mojo's a grown ass man, so yeah. I'm sure Mojo's, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he <laughs> more was, than that, like <laughs> he's a grown ass man. He's got a full beard, but like it got to him in that first game, mm. and so like in the second game, you could tell like he had a little bit of experience at least. Yeah, and he had a really good game. Like it won't show up in the stat book. Well, what I, he made like a diving play. Yeah. He did make a really other, sweet yeah. catch that he did not need to dive for. <laughs> he did tell me that he slowed down a little bit so that he could slide and catch so that he could stare the crowd down, which he did. What a dog. He made the play. He <laughs> stared him down. Like, love it. Mm. But he had a, like, at bat, like, while he was getting booed by, like, 15,000 Hawk fans, he barreled up three baseballs. He didn't have a single hit, mm. but he barreled up three baseballs. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. Cause, yeah, because in between that game one and game two, Twitter was – Turning. Twitter yeah. was oh. Nebraska. Twitter was there too. Yeah, no, yeah. we were like it, our, all of our phones were blowing up. And like, like, I'm off. I'm on the feed. I got a good mix of Miley Cyrus and Mojo. Just <laughs> like it was, it was crazy. Like I'm sitting here trying to relax, but I'm so damn entertained by my own phone because I got to pitch the freaking nightcap. So I'm looking at my phone. You know, I'm fired up, but you know. It kind of made it, it. It made it a lot easier on me, you know, and they hated Mojo so bad that he was the villain. So yeah. I was that's like, the thing is, like we embraced it. Yeah, like. Twitter, That'd be fun. Twitter was a wild weekend. That Twitter yeah. world that like we were all in that weekend was insane. Like I'll I'm never sure. forget that. Yeah. But like as a team, we were like, like Mojo would never hurt a fly. Like no, Mojo's a great cute, dude. No, cute I kid on. that <laughs> just happens to like be ginormous and can hit baseballs really well. I don't. I haven't even met him at all, and it just based on everything I see, yeah, it's like he so just feels sweet. like a chill, cool yeah, guy. So good with kids, like fan no. favorite for five years. Yeah, fan and favorite. And they hated him. <laughs> and so it was kind of just like, screw you. Like, KP went out and just absolutely shoved nine months off of arm surgery. Oh, yeah. Like, that was we were, sick. We were at we home. Were dominating. Like, the, pumped, the guy that yeah, pitched, that like, sweet. ended up getting picked up in, what, like the sixth or seventh round? Hell, I don't know. Lockhart? Oh, yeah, and ninth, ninth, ninth. I... That was the game that I hit the home run, and I I like hit it off. I hit it off the bat, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm about to act up." <laughs> Is that you stomped on home plate? Yeah. Like, so yeah. I rounded first base. Yeah. I rounded first base, and I screamed, That's "Fuck you!" to the pitcher. I like slow jogged around second, and like I, I guess I was going a little too slow, mm. and I started getting booed while I was rounding third base from the, the third base side, and so I turned my shoulders and faced them. While I was touching first base and sidestepped third base, slapped Coach Harvell's hand, and I'm still getting booed, so I just stick my hand straight up, and I'm looking around and, like, waving at him. That's and so then, like, it just I don't know why. Like, I didn't think about stomping Embracing on the plate. Embracing the moment. And yeah. then I just stomped on the plate, and I'm getting booed and motherfucked. Like, I can hear these, like, individual voices. Like, oh, yeah. Fuck you, number two. <laughs> and, like, I, I tap helmets with Schwelly, and then, like, I like I did what I always do. Like, I did the, like, come on, bring it on motion. Mm. And, like, it was it was good for Mojo because they couldn't boo 
hundred percent at Mojo because they split it fifty fifty for me. Yeah. Which was <laughs> bet after that because yeah. they had all their like emotions put into me and Mojo, and they forgot yeah. about the dude that was just carving up the best offense in the team on the, oh, in yeah. the country. Oh yeah, oh that was easy. But like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Like they made they made, you made it easier on me. That's all I'm saying. Like it, I wasn't even. The, their crowd when I was pitching, it wasn't even. Yeah, they, I mean, it was louder. They, there was than so shit, much but it thought even... about like yelling at Mojo and yelling at me that they forgot about yelling at the dude that was controlling the entire game. Oh yeah, but I will say that home run was so freaking sick because so as a pitcher, I don't know if you you know I don't know if you guys know, but like you know usually you're off to the side and like no one talks to you. It's just a weird thing. It, you know, it's like yeah, you know, they won't let you guys yeah, like, yeah, yeah. get in your yeah. zone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so like, and I mean, I'm a pretty hyperactive guy, so I mean, I don't sit long but so he was he was up earlier in the inning and so i'm you know i'm just still chilling there before i get ready to go out again and so i had gotten done with my inning because we were we were home team that game yeah so we were home team so i had pitched and then then we hit yeah so i had gotten done with my inning and so i'm chilling there and and he hits it and i'm like oh this is sick like i see him around the bags and everyone's you know and that stadium went freaking dead dead silent you can hear it in the video there's like a buzz thinking that franklin's gonna make this catch and then it hits the batter's eye yeah and it's like dead silent for like a half a second, and then you can hear our fans going insane. Oh, which yeah. shout out to our parents and our fans that traveled because we had two massive sections but they were that were filled to the brim, and they sell mm. beer at those games, and they were oh, rowdy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they were drunk and they were rowdy. And uh, that's a game changer. And so oh, while, while, while I'm sitting there on the bench, you do the big stomp thing, and I'm just, oh, it was so it was so cool from where I was sitting. I wish I would have been recording, but had other things to deal with but i was sitting there and, and when he does it was just like I, I don't know who i looked to but i looked at somebody down at the end of the dugout and just just smiled and shook my head it was just so it was the coolest view for it all it was so it was such a sick moment i mean i hate mm-hmm. to talk you up that much but it was freaking cool <laughs> it was sweet it was i I've mean watching on tv was awesome yeah it was dope i've watched the video at least 300 times which i know is weird to say but my favorite part about the entire video is not me hitting it's not me rounding the bases or me stomping home plate it's looking at the reactions of our team. Mm. You can see the psychos that we have on our team, and then you can see the guys that were like, "You fucking idiot!" It's the first inning. Yeah, and you're like, there's stomping like, on there's the There's two different reactions, <laughs> and there's no yeah. in between. Logan Foster made this face in the video where he's just like, he's played there, mm. he's been in the outfield there, like yeah. he knows like what these fans like the ability. He went to AM, right? Yeah, yeah. No. he knows the ability that they can have like on a game, and like I just right in their face, just screw spit it, spit right in their face. And flipped him off. And they didn't like that too much. No, they didn't. They did not like <laughs> it. And Logan's face in the video is he he, he looks so like disappointed in it. <laughs> but then you got like fifteen dudes that are just like screaming, like veins popping oh, out, just yeah. like freaking out. And he's just like shaking his head. And he's like, No, why why would you do that? <laughs> Hard to beat that moment, dude. Cool shit. Cool yeah. shit. It was I really mean cool. that's a that's an all timer, like life moment you're not Absolutely. gonna forget. I, yeah, I, I I will never forget that moment. Hmm. Yeah. Really Which cool. is cool. Hopefully, there's a lot more, but I, I, that that was cool. I've never hit yeah. a home run like that. I've never hit a home run to center field. I did it twice in one. Really hit home runs. Yeah, like except I, this year. Yeah, like I like I have no juice. Like I just I don't. And then this year, all of a sudden, it was like bang. You're gonna lead the team in home runs. Okay, cool. Let's rock. Yeah. All right. Cool. Not gonna question it. I'm still gonna bunt 17 cool times in <laughs> yeah. a weekend, but hey, whatever. You did some cool shit. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Episode 6 of Athletes Unfiltered, featuring Jackson Hallmark and Kyle Perry. Make sure to follow our social medias at ATH Unfiltered on both Twitter and Instagram, and follow our personal social medias at MartinezTheQB and at X on Sports. And if you're feeling generous, make sure to throw us maybe a donation 
both on Spotify and on our Patreon for exclusive members getting behind-the-scenes content not heard anywhere else. And remember, this is only part one of two for episode six. Expect part two to come out next Friday for more Jackson and Kyle content. Again, thank you everyone for listening. From Adrian Martinez, I'm Jeff Ekstrom. We'll talk to you soon.